0: Tonight we're hanging with the boys. Yeah, we're going out. We're getting stupid, and feeling proud. We gonna make a lot of noise, turn the music loud. Hands up for them real ones, them good girls and them bail gloves. Real, real ones.
1: Everybody, welcome to the Bill Buds Popcast semi holiday edition. Uh, I, as always, am your okay. Let me think of a name for myself. I, as always, am your host, uh, JP Kringles. Uh, with me, as always, my co-host with the Mo Host. Let me, Jo Kringles. <laughs> jo Kringles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jo uh, Johnny, how you doing?
2: I'm okay. I'm a little troubled because this sort of got me thinking, why does Santa have so many names? I don't know. I, Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, Kris Kringle. That feels like its own. Kris Kringle feels like an outlier here.
1: Yeah. Chris Kringle feels like something that was invented by like the Coca-Cola. fine folks. At, yeah. Coca-Cola. Or <laughs> I was going to say, um, Krispy Kreme. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but a Kris Kringle sounds like a type of donut. Isn't there, is not
2: like, is a Kringle, a? a it's a, it's some, yeah, yes. it's a, that's a something.
1: It's a pastry of some sort, right? Yeah. A Kringle? So that's, that's why that feels, that feels mm. like a very branded. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because that old lovable buffoon has existed um, in many cultures through the ages. I think isn't the, doesn't the original like Santa Claus, like leave razor blades in children's shoes or something? <laughs> isn't it from like a German fairy tale? And all German fairy tales are like the ones that we know, plus like someone's getting eaten
2: well, there's. I mean, they they have like, um, Krampus, which is they have Krampus, a, a thousand times cooler than than Santa Claus. I would rather be visited by Krampus, quite honestly. He's the he's the Christmas devil. That yeah. fucking rules.
1: Did you watch the Krampus movie when it came out like five years ago or whenever? We, Ten years we, ago?
2: We don't. We did not. But every Friday, um, we watch. We it. get together with a group. <laughs> yeah, every Friday we watch uh, Krampus. Um, we get together v- virtually, because we're not maniacs, with a group of friends, um, to watch like a horror movie, and we've been watching Christmassy ones this month, and we did Krampus last week.
1: Uh, I saw that in the theaters. I think it was bad. I think it got, it kind of bombed. I think it was... Right? I, I believe that it was
2: not good. I don't think it did well, but I'll tell you what, watching it in 2020, I had a blast. It, I
1: remember it being campy, and campy is not my cup of tea at all. Mm, so
2: I I enjoy camp, and it was it was it was a hoot. In fact, I enjoyed it so much that I, as I was like Wikipediaing it and stuff, I found out that there was a tie-in comic book. Oh, and I went out and bought that thing wow. because it's also um, it's like a tie-in with the movie, and it is uh, illustrated by. Uh, Fiona Staples, I believe that's her name. Who does Saga? I don't know if you've read Saga.
1: Yeah, I uh, I read a couple. Someone recommended Saga to me. they were like, you got to read Saga, and I read maybe the first three volumes or two or three volumes, and mm. I I couldn't get into it. It took me forever to read those three, and it just I, comic books maybe aren't my thing. Maybe mm. maybe the art direction or just the style of Saga, so, something about it never didn't really speak with me. But again. If it's your thing, that's great. I just couldn't get into it. I, I also, <laughs> I read a ton of fucking nonfiction. So I'm obviously not the tastemaker when it comes to like what is cool to read. Um, so sure. please <laughs> don't have me well, with Well, I mean, I
2: here. I have, um, I'd say notoriously bad taste. So...
1: Oh, yeah. I, th- I mean... I think... <laughs> it's kind of like, like a child who's eating... Like something spicy for the first time, like they're not gonna like it. Like the palate is not refined. So my my palate is is <laughs> absolute fucking garbage. Yeah. Um. I you know it's 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 just bad. My 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 taste and culture. I'll watch any Marvel movie. I'll rewatch a Marvel movie. Plug. I they're mean, fun. I'll watch a Star Wars. Get you know. I don't even care. Even the bad ones are okay.
2: I you know they did they did that huge announcement where they're like we're gonna mm-hmm. make Star Wars. Star Wars is gonna outlive you. Pay us, and I said. Okay, I will gladly. <laughs> Do you associate Star Wars with being Christmas movies? I, you know, that's so funny because I didn't until the new movies started coming out. Yeah, because, because it was they all came out. December's, right? Yeah. So, so what we would kind, of, what we kind of started doing is, um, we would go see the new ones often in Evanston on opening night, mm-hmm. and then we would just go drive around and look at Christmas lights. So they're, like, a very Christmassy thing to me now.
1: A lot of the Star Wars movies would also, like, come... Because my birthday is December 14th. They would, like, come out, like, that weekend. So sometimes it would be on my birthday. But it was mm. always, like, I would have, like, a Star Wars for my birthday. But for whatever reason now, I kind of associate Star Wars with, like, the Christmas pantheon of movies. Because I would always see the new ones. And I remember... um, oh, What was the... The Force Awakens? No, 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 no. No, Well, that was one of them. The very last one. The Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I remember leaving the Rise of Skywalker and what, what, you know, two and a half hour movie, whatever. Uh, It wasn't very good and no one liked it. But I remember leaving it and being like, hey, you know what? That was two hours I didn't hate spending there. And I don't ever have to think about it again. Yeah. So even, I'm saying that even the roundabout way to get to this point is even the bad stuff kind of just rolls right off of me.
2: You know what is um, another way for me that Star Wars is Christmassy is since I think 1997 when they re-released them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that year, my um, my aunt every year would get me like a, an ornament for Christmas, just like sure related to whatever I was into at the time. Yeah, and I have a lot of Star Wars ornaments because I'm the exact same person I've been since I was 11. Um, <laughs> but she got me one. And it's one of those ones that like plugs into the lights. You know what I Oh, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just Darth Vader and it's him saying a line from Re- uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, so every time we turn on our tree, it plays that line. Oh, so that's for, cool. For like, I, I-, I don't know. How, ni- 1997 was how long ago? 20 years ago or something? Uh, uh, 15, 23, six, 23 six years, years. Who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, the force is with you, young Skywalker. But you're not a Jedi yet. That's Christmas to me. That's Christmas. Wow. Um, do you have any other like weird, like non-Christmas Christmas
1: things that are like Christmas to you? Um. Uh, so, th- or, this or really is maybe more, not... more like how you spend your time around the holiday season.
2: Yeah, this is probably not unique to me, but um, Mystery Science Theater is very like Thanksgiving y to me because makes... every year they do like the marathon on sure. Thanksgiving. Um. So then, usually I will like watch that. On Thanksgiving and then just kind of spend the rest of the year watching old episodes.
1: I'm trying to think cause I don't really have like, I mean, I don't really have a lot of like wintry time traditions, uh, mm-hmm. or, around Christmas. Um, because I guess Christmas was kind of big to my family, but it was never really that big to me. I'm not a gifts guy. I'm not a Christmas music guy, which is an interesting way to uh, kind of segue into what we're talking about today. But I know a lot of like the this time of year, a lot of people, especially in lockdown, if you're doing it responsibly, um, which, you know, whatever, like I'm kind of, I'm kind of over, I'm kind of over like, you know, policing people's behavior. uh, Yeah. At this point. Yeah.
2: It's just not our,
1: whatever. Unless they're like, unless it's like directly affecting me and like, you know, my my safety, like, is it people's fault? Sure. Like the, are the people who are like, I haven't seen my family in 10 months. I have to go home and see my family. Like I get that as well. So, you know, there's no stimulus. There's no government assistance. There's no consistency with like what bars should be open and what's not. So putting all that aside, me, uh, we're, we're, we're not seeing anyone, you know, for Christmas. Um, we're, we're, we're going to see, um, my, uh, brother and his wife. So we, we, the four of us are getting together, but, um everyone's taking you know covid tests and we're we're basically quarantining for the 14 days um before which is no change for us because we've been doing that in lockdown yeah. you know for for 10 months um but uh i understand that sentiment we i don't have a lot of like traditions or anything wrapped up with christmas aside from that so it's like if i'm not seeing family then and I don't, I don't really miss it. So this time of year, I know it can be hard for people, but for me, I'm like barely affected because it just feels super the same as the last 10 months have felt in general. Yeah, I,
2: I think f- for me, it's also a little different because a lot of that stuff, a lot of the like more wintry traditions are things that I have started since moving to Chicago. Ah, uh, yeah. Because in Florida, it you know, Christmas is like fun and people decorate, but everything is like the same because yeah, the yeah, weather yeah. doesn't really change that much. So there, I don't really associate too many activities or, or like different uh, things with Christmas because it, it's still just hot. Johnny, I've been meaning to do this for
1: forever. And I think actually, hold on will will you bear will you bear with me for for just a moment I have to go get something I have to get a prop so give me one okay
2: second. sure this will be great for a podcast um so something fun that's happening now is JPC is going to do something oh I can see into a part of his house that I have never seen before and it looks really lovely We've got some plants um okay
1: Johnny you are from Florida correct I am so what would you call this piece of clothing that I'm holding up on the camera a hoodie Correct. This is a this is a hoodie. Now yeah. it's got a zip in the middle. Does that does yeah. that change your impression of what this is called?
2: I mean, I, I I guess if you wanted to distinguish it, it would be like a zip up hoodie versus a pullover hoodie. A zip up hoodie. Would you call this a jacket? Ah, I see. I see what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- here's the thing. I think if I were in Florida. And I were about to leave the house, and it was a ch- a chilly seventy degrees. I I think I would say, let me get my jacket, and I would grab one of those.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I I I thought this must be a regional thing because Mariah has consistently called sweatshirts that we wear in the house jackets, which to me, I'm like, I go completely insane because I'm like, a jacket is something like. I'm not going to put on a jacket at my house. Like that's a sweatshirt. That's a hoodie. That's a zip up. That's like, it's got so many other names that are not jacket, but like a jacket is to me like a fall coat. Like it's closer to a coat than a sweatshirt.
2: What's the difference between a jacket and a coat?
1: A coat is like heavier. Like I I think like a coat is for like protecting against the elements for my, in in my mind, like a jacket is like wind and rain. And like, Mm. it's, it doesn't provide like a ton of like heat relief. Gotcha. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this is insane. It why it has nothing to do with Christmas. Why bring it up? But it's. I know that you're. I had to ask another Floridian um, before I was because it's. It's what for whatever reason it tickles the back of my mind as incorrect, and every time I hear it now, I'm like incorrect. That's not correct. I can't be.
2: Yeah, I. I um. I think that I have changed what I say as I have gotten more things in my wardrobe because. A hoodie was the heaviest jacket that I owned in Florida. You know, you don't, you literally don't need. You don't anything need anything. Else. Yeah, more than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess I had like a denim jacket too. So if it was really cold, you would like wear both, but you'd mm-hmm. still be wearing flip flops. <laughs> uh another thing johnny while
1: we're on the subject of things that have nothing to do with fucking christmas at all um i, I have one more question now we had this is a, a while ago now um, back in october we had a fan right into the show they asked a great question and i asked them if they would not mind um if we read their question on the show okay. uh and so this question is from leah and leah asks you guys talk a lot about albums as a whole experience which includes the order of tracks what do you think of the shuffle function yay or nay how do you feel for, about shuffle? We haven't we haven't talked about this.
2: For an album or a playlist? I, I
1: think that they I think that Leia is asking specifically about album.
2: No, absolutely not. That's that's something that a a, a, a maniac would do. <laughs> uh
1: okay, so you, you're a never on an album? No. What? Yeah. What? I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Okay, hold on. Now, I'm trying to think about this in 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 reasonable. Here's what I will say: there are some albums where I would not actually mind a shuffle, but there are some albums where it would completely destroy an album. I'm trying to think of like like pop punk is a genre that I really like. I a pop punk album, the sequencing almost doesn't matter because everything's the same. So I can throw that on shuffle, and it's like I'm listening to a playlist for the most part or I don't care as much about the order but there are certain albums that it's like dude no fucking way you have to listen to this
2: in order to to me if I'm listening to a playlist it's going to be a bunch of different artists and it's going to be all over the place and shuffling yeah. is like fun and and fine but if it's if it's an album and I am like in the mindset to listen to an album I enjoy like the the there is like a a sort of fun anticipation for me knowing what the next track is going to be yeah and if it if i were still only in that album but not hearing it in the correct order i would lose my mind
1: i mean i think you're right i i was i was i guess i was just trying to imagine a world in which i would shuffle an album um There's a lot, there's also, uh, it was like one of my number one on Spotify uh, wrapped this year because I listen to it while I'm on um, the treadmill or or reading and I do a lot of reading on the treadmill a a lot, but it's all instrumental and I, that I don't care. Like I, I I would, I can put on their entire discography on shuffle because it does not matter to me what song they're playing. Um, But then like they have like three songs that have lyrics and uh, when they pop up, I'm like, oh, uh, skip, skip, skip. Um, But yeah, for the, for the most part. For the most part, I, I have to agree. I think the shuffle on an album, no, no fucking way.
2: I had, when I was in high school, I had um, a stereo in my room that had a five-disc changer. Ooh. And I can remember loading up all five of those discs and hitting shuffle. And you could skip around yeah. five different, album you know it would just randomly it pick just randomly song. pick it yeah yeah i remember that but you did have to wait about 45 seconds between each song while the the mechanism like spun and it whirls and it CD. spins and you
1: can just hear all the like electric god man zoomers you have no fucking
2: idea my, my mom when i was in high school had a beetle the the car yeah and her beetle had a cd player but it didn't have one in the dash like a human car would have Mm -hmm. it had an eight disc changer in the trunk
1: in the trunk yeah
2: so you would just load up the eight cds that you might listen to (laughs) and then you could you could like shuffle those if you wanted to or you could just like pick which one which was so weird
1: it's very weird because you have to like stop and pull over the car to change those out yeah yeah that's odd as hell um okay well johnny we've We've danced around it enough, but we must we must discuss. Uh, it's the holiday season. I hope everyone's um, having a, a, a very cheery holiday. And I know uh, how what, could you not? How could you not? And I know a lot of people. What a lot of people like around this time of year. And I know it happens to radio stations across this great nation and maybe others. Um, Christmas music comes on. Christmas music comes on. I got to know Johnny. What is your opinion of Christmas music, especially around this time of year?
2: Um, there are some songs that I do enjoy a lot. And there are some, like, standard Christmas songs that I just can't fucking stand. Um, but in general, I i mean, I don't work retail. Sure. And I know that, like, back when I did and, like, Jessica worked retail as well, it got pretty maddening hearing the same, like, 12 songs yep. over and over again. Particularly where I used to work in a bank. And for whatever reason, Dominic the Christmas Donkey was on our like, oh, Christmas Oh, I remember playlist. that one, yeah. I had never heard that song before until I worked in that bank and they played it every other song and it was... It drove me bonkers.
1: I can see it be pretty... I can see listening to Christmas music like that be maddening. Just like a maddening experience because it's so... There's so few songs and everyone does covers of those songs that it's just like... Yeah. It Um, it gets pretty bad.
2: But I have like... Um, what i think is like a well curated christmas playlist that i like to play um mm-hmm. you know while we're decorating the tree or like you know doing christmasy things um and there are a couple christmas albums that i do enjoy just kind of listening to
1: for me i think like let's say i was going to the mall which i don't what when in what context I would ever be going to uh, the mall? But oh. if I'm in a store and I Christmas can't wait music to get is playing, to the mall <laughs> and hang out with my dirtbag friends at the uh, Auntie Anne's pretzel. <laughs> oh my god! If Christmas music is playing at a place, I don't like hate it. It's the season, whatever. But I'm not. I'm never going to intentionally turn it on the radio. I'll never play it in the house like for Christmas mu- mu- mood music. It's not my jam. I'm not a Christmas music person. I, I we can kind of go into that, and I probably will get into my opinions on on some of that stuff. But yeah. it's just it's just not for me. So it's it's interesting because what we chose to review for our special you know holiday episode, and by special I mean it's this time of year, and so there's nothing really special about it. We chose to review probably one of the most famous Christmas albums of all time.
2: Do you think it is? I think it has one of the most famous Christmas songs on it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess. The, it, I guess it. I think it is. I I truly think it is. I think this album sold like a ton of copies, and probably because of the one you know super famous song on it. But I think it's got to be top ten, right? Like I think that if you were like to compile your top ten, especially Mm -hmm. of the modern age, I think I think this would be. I think this would
2: be top ten. Okay, it has a a not very. um... The name of the album is. Kind of a dud, quite yeah, honestly.
1: We we can get into that too, because this is nineteen ninety-four Mariah Carey's album,
2: simply put, Merry Christmas. Oh wow, you know what? I just Jesus. What? No, what? I'm I just now realizing because I'm looking at the cover. MC Merry Christmas, Mariah Carey, and the way it's like stylized on the cover, there is one M and one C.
1: Oh. Yeah, Mariah Carey, "Merry Christmas." Yep, uh, that makes sense.
2: I take it back. Uh, that's pretty good. That's she, pretty good. She did. She did all
1: that she could with it. There was some no, not really a lot of heavy lifting, but we got it. It's a Mariah Carey Christmas album, and it's got one of the most famous, most famous Christmas songs of all time. I will say that's on it. Um, but it's also an album that I, I think historically through the years, through the decades, has has done very well uh, for mm-hmm. itself. I think she's made like sixty million dollars in royalties off of I'm, this
2: album. Sh- I. This song, just from the one song off of this album, I assume she, if she wanted, would never have to work ever again, ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, $60 million does not... If I had $60 million, you think I'd still be doing this podcast? Yeah, probably. I'd probably do more podcasts. I'd just have more time.
2: Yeah, we're not, we're not making enough money off of this podcast for it to really...
1: <laughs> I, I do think that it's like, she would never have to work again. And then we are like, but you know, also like... She's a singer. Like, what's yeah, her work? I guess work? She, like, she likes she, it. She already doesn't have to work because she's right. a famous singer. Like, come on. This is not, like, valuable labor for <laughs> society. Uh, but anyway, we're, we're going to talk about uh, Mariah Carey's Christmas album, uh, Merry Christmas, MCMC. Uh, and, and I guess my opinion on this, Johnny, and my opinion on Christmas music is, here's the thing. I don't ever, ever, ever in my life need to hear anyone else Do a cover of a Christmas classic. I just don't think I need that in my life. People, if you want to do Christmas music, just write original Christmas music. That is all I really want, is original Christmas music.
2: I tend to agree. Um, I think that there have been quite a few like recent original Christmas songs that are very good. Carly Rae Jepsen just came out with one that I really enjoy. The Lil Nas X one. Um, oh yeah, that's good. Uh, John Legend has a lot of good ones on his album. Yeah, um, bare naked ladies. But then I think that each of those artists also has a couple um, valuable covers as well. I think in in general I agree with you, but there there are a few covers where I'm like, this is better. Man, so
1: sometimes they feel just obligatory though, right? Like yeah, you're like, I do oh, agree. I'm gonna do a ten track Christmas album, five covers, five mm-hmm. classic. You know my version of this classic Christmas tale. I just I would rather hear some fucking original work out of yeah. most anyone, honestly. Um So I, I don't know that, that that's yeah. an opinion, obviously, but that's that's my opinion on this.
2: Uh, I I tend to feel the same way, and it's so rare. I I would say that the the song on this album—we're all dancing around it. It's the second song. We'll fucking get there. Is the the I'd say the newest addition to sort of the Christmas canon.
0: Got um, it. Yeah, yeah. Like
2: yeah. like other people have made original Christmas songs since, but they haven't become like classic, iconic. Christmas yeah, songs. yeah, yeah. I th- you know you, you could argue maybe like the in sync like Merry Christmas Happy Holidays has made its way in there. Um, Britney Spears has the um. Uh, she, I forget what it's called but she has one that's like around but I, not I just
1: don't think anything pound for pound has enough no yeah. no
2: and it's it's so it's so interesting that we got such a like deeply classic Christmas song in 1994 I don't know how that happens and I don't know why it hasn't happened again
1: I, I don't know either. I mean that's that's a really that's a really good question. It's like how do these things? How do these? I think that more original Christmas music would influence that if we had less of a like necessity to play these old Christmas songs. It's like these old. You know, it's I, I I'm not a, really a sucker for nostalgia uh, in general. I, there's some things that get me pretty nostalgic, but that maybe that's it too like i'm not really a a guy for tradition and i know that a lot of these songs have been sung forever and so i don't know but well either way let's get into it i've pretty much uh pooched my opinion on track one here but this is track one this is mariah carey's version of a christmas classic uh i put that in quotes um silent night so here we go Okay. What do you think, Johnny? What do you think of Mariah Carey's uh, version of Silent Night?
2: <gasps> uh, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> uh, it's a fucking snoozer. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a snoozer. What
1: a snoozer. So h- here's the thing. In a world... I So what was really challenging for me for this album, since I, I'm predisposed to not like Christmas music, and since I think I've said before on the show, what I tried to do with this show is approach every album... With the benefit of the doubt, I want to approach it from a place of joy. I want to find something that I like about it, right? Um, this mm-hmm. is supposed to be a celebration. This song, I can see it <laughs> in the background. This Maybe this album is best as a background album. Oh. Like when you're decorating or when whatever, you're ma- you're making cookies and it's on low. It, you know, It's like a Christmas mood album. But yeah. the way that I listen to the show for the show is I sit down. Mm-hmm. I look at the lyrics. I, I I got my big headphones on. I'm really trying to get in the music. And if I did that with this song, snooze fest 100. percent I was yep. like so bored. But I could see a situation where this would be a really good like
2: song to play in a bank. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's a great song for um, background music in a movie. Like, you're in a Christmas movie, and you're in a church. This is what's happening in the background.
1: And and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'll I'll say it because it applies to every song on this album. Mariah Carey has an excellent voice. What a talented singer. She, the way that she vocalizes things, too, she, like, holds out notes, and she, like, you know, she's great. She's got a great voice. I don't think a voice saves this song because she's just no. doing like vocal uh, uh, you know in the background the whole time and it's like and the song sucks it says it's such a snooze of a song silent night might be one of my least favorite christmas songs and i was wondering, i wrote the
2: same exact thing in my notes
1: i was wondering why and it's because this song was written in 1818 right like it's there's, written in
2: 1818 like there's no other songs that are that old that anyone gives a shit about anymore
1: yeah yeah, I mean we we got to I we got to tell I think Silent Night to to fuck off. So this is a skip for me, but also like I can see a situation in which it could be appreciated, but it's not a situation that I exist in often enough that I I could appreciate it.
2: Also, what a wild opening song for an album. Such a an instant like like wet thud on the floor. To like open the album with.
1: Unless you're into Christmas music, because then it's the perfect song to open an album to because you're like, oh, it's Mariah Carey doing Silent Night, my yeah. favorite Christmas song. You know, this is probably a lot of people's favorite Christmas song, right?
2: Yeah. I, you know, one thing that, and I'm sure this will come up time and time again throughout this album, but one thing that's like really challenging to, for, for me, is I'm not a religious guy at all. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm, I, I, I'm not I'm I don't believe in God and uh, but boy I love Christmas and oh yeah you know I get why a lot of um Christmas songs are very religious because that's sort of the deal yep that's Christmas but it's just hard for me to to really like relate with these or or you know like have yeah. any there I just got nothing here you know I got nothing
1: Well, I mean, I'm also not a religious person and I know that, you know, every year, uh, like right-wing media especially is like, war on Christmas. Everyone has to say happy holidays. They want to turn Christmas into a secular thing. I, for one, am fully on board with turning Christmas into a secular thing. Hell yeah. Christmas is about, it's about consumerism and it's about like, you know, making fucking cookies and like your family and giving presents. Like, that's what it is. I'm sorry, but that's what it is. It's it you know even even christmas itself like there we we'll talk about this like jesus born on this day is on this album like there's no evidence that jesus was born in, in the winter in fact there's there's kind of like speculation that it that it couldn't possibly be the case that he was born in the winter and also it doesn't matter like it, it, this is all like christmas as a christian holiday was co-opting pagan holidays that took place during the winter solstice to
2: you yeah. know so it's like i i also find um like religious christmas and secular christmas extremely um incongruous yes and and it's so it, it's so jarring on this album to kind of switch back and forth yes um because any song on this album that is like a religious song is like it's it's church music it's not just a religious song it's, it's like church,
1: it's it is like church a, it's music. a psalm it's like a it's like something that you would sing in church yeah
2: yeah. So to go from like this to the next song, uh, which, you know, again, we'll get there, um, is just like, this song is, Jesus was born, Jesus is the reason for the season, whatever. And then the next song is like...
1: Maybe that's the reason why this album was so popular and sold so much. It's like one for the grandparents, one for the kids, one for the grandparents, mm-hmm. one for the kids. You know, it's something like that, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, i I don't want to get too deep down the, the, the roads of that, Like, but you're right. The secular Christmas and religious Christmas are not, they don't really work well together, and yet everybody wants both. Or not everybody wants both, but I'm saying that, like, no, I don't think that there's a lot of people out there that just want, like, hard one or hard the other like people enjoy they're like we enjoy christmas mass and we also enjoy like presents and stuff like that you know people i think in general might want a blend of those i think anyone who's like hard on the religious side or me or me like hard on the uh secular side are i guess kind of like outliers in that yeah i think it's
2: probably a pretty nice bell curve
1: um well so, you know, uh, speaking of pretty nice bells, let's get them jingle in uh, what a segue, and then go to track two. so this is the this is you know, this is the reason people get this album
2: this is this is the reason for the season. this is the
1: reason for the season. this is all I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> statement so done it's not worth saying at all if this whole album were songs like all i want for christmas is you i would love this album absolutely
2: this song is a is a, a fucking banger
1: it's great it's it, it it could easily be i mean it's not a it's not a hard to get on this list but it could easily be one of my favorite christmas songs right yeah like it's so fun it's energetic it, it's not the thing is it's not that like there are a lot of things in this song that are about christmas but it's all a, it's a love song it's essentially yeah. what a good pop song is it's about this you know being in love with this other person and wanting them with a christmas twinge that's what i want i it's, don't want christmas music i want like pop music tailored to christmas
2: so we watched you know we watched that we'd watch a horror movie every friday we watched gremlins last night which is a christmas oh, yeah, movie yeah yeah but I mean, it's not it's a it's a horror movie, i I guess a, a dark comedy. it's whatever, but it sure. takes place at Christmas time. And that's what this song is. It's a love song that takes place at Christmas time. And I think that's great.
1: My notes for this one, Johnny said, it's better than ninety percent of all Christmas music immediately because it wasn't written a hundred years ago for church. yep, I, I'm Straight sorry. Up. I don't need to hear songs that were written 300 years ago for church. Like, those are not the songs that I'm interested in. I love this song. This is, I mean, this is one that doesn't get old for me, and I've heard no. it since 94. Like, I've heard it most of most of my life, right? Yeah. I've grown up with this song. Uh,
2: I, my, what a, I, I'll tell you what, Mariah Carey does a great job, and quite honestly, I'm not generally a fan of her. I think, um, I think she sort of occupies the same vocal space as Ariana Grande for me. okay. And I I feel like a lot of... I'm going to... Feel free to email us. Um, (laughs) But I think for both of them, they are good singers, but a lot of their vocals sound like the background, the backup vocals to some (laughs) other song that doesn't exist. That's sort of how I feel about
1: (laughs) the way they sing.
2: I get what you're saying. But that being said, she does a great job in this song. And I feel like a lot of the heavy lifting actually comes from the backup vocals in this song because yeah. the parts that get stuck in my head are the and I like yeah oh my it's such a great like I don't know they really like get their hooks into you for that one. It's so good.
1: There there is like a lot of like gospel feel to this album as well too. I yeah. mean obviously it's it's Christmas music being church music being gospel music is not a large uh jump there, but there is a lot of that kind of like background uh vocal effect that's taking place. Yeah. Um the, the the other thing about Mariah Carey, I'm not a huge Mariah Carey fan. Like I was never super into Mariah Carey's music, um, but my girlfriend Mariah, who uh, shares a, first, Wait
2: name, a minute. first name
1: with Mariah Carey, um, is a fan of Mariah Carey. Now, I, my name's John, and so your name's John, uh, to a certain degree, and we both- there's so and My many, name is John. There's so many Johns out there, right? There's just so many Johns in the world uh, that I don't associate my first name- Mm, sharing sure. a first name with like John Legend, you know, no one ever associates me with any other John. I feel like Mariah gets associated with Mariah Carey all the time. To the point that me just being like part of her life, you know, but w- removed from her name, also find this happens all the time. Like I, I one time we were at an airport and. Uh, some <laughs> I was sitting there at the table, and the and we were like um, ordering at like a bagel place, and the guy was like order for Mariah, and Mariah walked up to him, and then the, he kind of like held the bag back and goes Mariah Carey, and it's like why? Because her name is Mariah. And then I was picking up groceries once in lockdown, and it was it's under Mariah's account, so I was like or, I'm picking up an order for Mariah, and she was like it's not Mariah Carey, is it? And I was like what is going on? Like why do people? What is it about the name Mariah that is like that? People just Mariah Carey. That's the first thing they go to. I'll
2: tell you what. Every time we're at Starbucks and they say uh, they see our cups, they say, "Oh, coffee for Johnny Carson and Jessica Simpson." <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's that's by the way. Wild. Mariah just
1: texted me because she's in the other room, and she goes, "LOL, this is my life."
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, it's I. It's not like. I guess it's it's obviously not as common of a name as John. Yeah. But it's not that uncommon of a name. It's not like her name is Bartholomew or something, yeah, I,
1: you know? like I I mean, I it, I think it's like, it's such a specific thing to Mariah Carey. There's not a ton of other famous Mariahs, I guess, maybe? Not that I can really think of. I mean, of. I
2: can't think of...
1: Anyway, I, I just think that that's like so fucking wild. And that just happens to her like 90% of her... Interactions with people that she's doesn't know, like that, just that happens. Um, so I, just, I thought I'd throw that in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I all of it for Christmas is you. I, I love it. I mean, it's it's a it's a classic for a reason. Well interesting tidbit about this song, Johnny? Is it came out in '94. It did not reach number one on the bill bu- Billboard Billboard Top butts. 100. Billboard Top 100. It hasn't reached number one on our Top 100. It didn't reach number one on the Top 100 until. 2019 when she re-released it because when it first came out although it's been a christmas staple for you know decades the charts didn't do christmas music wasn't on the charts and interesting it it broke into like the top 10 like maybe five years ago i think and maybe 2016 i think it broke into the top 10 and then when she re-released the one in 2019 which by the way we're not doing the re-release we probably should have said we're doing the 94 album i think i said that enough times that's when it, it hit the it hit number one Huh? Isn't that wild?
2: That's super wild. Didn't she also write it in like fifteen minutes?
1: Uh, yeah, it was something um, like that. It was it was something quick. Uh, but but also this song, I think it set the record for longest time post it coming out to hit the number one song. I think that that's, that, that is the record now for this song.
2: That's really fun.
1: I think it's fun too. It's it's such a weird, wild like journey for this song for her,
2: right? Yeah. I'll tell you what, the only, my only criticism of this song, it's a great song, great start, great middle, figure out how to end your fucking song, Mariah. Yeah. It, it does, it does need a little work on the outro, I would say. It's a, it's got a coward's ending, which is what I'm calling a fade out from now
1: on. A coward's ending. Um, okay, well, we, we spent a lot of time on all it for Christmas Is You. Let's talk about track three, another a Christmas classic. This is O oh Holy Night.
2: Is there a fun, peppy Jesus Christmas song?
1: I don't think so because, again, this is a song that was written 300 years ago for church. (laughs) It's true. So, yeah. Doesn't it
2: suck that people didn't start having fun until, like, I don't know, the 1910s?
1: Oh yeah, I mean the the majority of people uh in history have just been like completely immiserated and like this was their <laughs> like church was fun for like hundreds of years this was fun. Oh,
0: that sucks.
1: All right, so so here's my thoughts about this song. It's written 200 years ago for church uh and it sucks. And I and I don't like a holy night and her version is fine or whatever, but it, you know, I'm immediately turned off on this. It's like we're we're basically doing like an album where 50% of it is covers. Um but let me tell you, I did look up a lot about O Holy Night, and okay. it was written originally, I think, in French, uh, like, you know, in mm-hmm. 1843, um, and then it was in 1855, a man named John Sullivan Dwight uh, popularized it for, like, the English version, and that's where we get O Holy Night, um, Behold Your King, blah, 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 you know, Christ is the Lord, Praise praise His name forever, whatever. And then, and then there's like more modern versions but I want to talk about his version the original uh, guy and this is um, Ad- Ad- Adolph Adam Adolphe Adam I believe and he's he was French and English or I think he was maybe just French so the original version is French here's the literal English translation for the original version just some just some selections that I found uh, great. Midnight, Christians, is the solemn hour, when God as man descended onto us to erase the stain of original sin, and to the in and to and to end the wrath of his father, the entire world thrills with hope on this night that gives it a savior. People, kneel down, await your deliverance. Christmas, Christmas, here is the Redeemer! Christmas, Christmas, here is the Redeemer. Okay, that's just one verse and the chorus. Bow your heads before the Redeemer, Christmas, Christmas, sing of the Redeemer. This is a better song. This is a metal song. I want like a death metal version of Oh Holy Night with the original translation.
2: Dude, real like old school church music, especially Catholic stuff, is metal as fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God does not fuck around and it rules. It
1: rules way better than whatever I just had to listen to of like Oh Holy Night, the night, the night is holy.
2: Like, fuck off. It, it is interesting. And I guess it makes sense because this is the deal of Christmas, but every one of these church Christmas songs is about the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, and I get it, because that's the only thing that, that religious Christmas is, is the one thing, but it's like...
1: Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. They're going to beat to death the one thing that this is about, but we on this show are not going to beat that to death because it's... <laughs> It's there. It's what it's about. We've given our opinion on it. So let's move on to track four. Now, this is Christmas. This song is called Christmas, in parentheses, baby, please come home. Thing. Baby, baby, all right and we got the baby please come home outro here johnny what do you think
2: uh, this is a this is a fun one this is a this is um not necessarily this version but this is one of my you know one of the christmas songs that i enjoy the most i think it's just a nice song um it, yeah it's a it's f- fun fun song i will say this song has the same plot as all i want for christmas is you mm-hmm. you know there there are maybe uh three christmas song uh themes and it's church um their love songs or presents you, or yeah. you know like santa yeah those are those are like the three things that a christmas song can be about
1: yeah, this all I went for Christmas. to You, Christmas baby, please come home. And even miss you most at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. They're all about the exact same thing. But here's the thing, I don't mind them. Like they these no. are fun fun songs. They're kind of pop songs. the The thing that I think is so funny about this song is it's called Christmas in parentheses. Baby, please come home. And what the song is really about is when you look at the lyrics, it's written the other way. Christmas is in parentheses yeah. because it's chanted, and the song is about baby, please come home. So. What I would love get, to get see... Get your story straight. I would love it if it was switched. And this song was called Baby Please Come Home, in parentheses, Christmas. And this was the Christmas version of the song Baby Whoa. Please Come Home. And then we could have Baby Please Please Come Home, Valentine's Day, Baby Please Come Home, Thanksgiving, and do like a whole Baby Please Come Home universe of songs about other things. I want the Baby Please Come Home Halloween.
2: Yes. I want... I want more Halloween music,
1: Johnny. Should you and I release a Halloween song called Halloween? In parentheses, baby, please come
2: home. <laughs> um, I think that we could collaborate with Arnie and and make that happen. for Okay, next yeah. Year.
1: So I, we'll we'll um we'll get that ready for next year. We have like eleven months to do it, so that's perfect. That's totally enough time uh, to do Halloween. Baby, please come home.
2: That's so fucking
1: funny. Yeah, but it's such a weird thing because it is like it, the the. I mean, a, a lot of the lyrics in the song are about Christmas. It really is about missing someone, and the only reason that it's called Christmas is because people chant Christmas every other word. Yeah, yeah, which is it's fun. Yeah. I but I like this one. This is one that I would not mind putting on and listening to at Christmas time.
2: Yeah, it's 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 nice, and it's like I don't know. It's upbeat. It doesn't bum me out. And all the, here's the thing: all the church songs. Are birthday songs, and they're still a fucking bummer.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. That's true. Um, okay. Well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about track five. This is Miss You Most in parentheses at Christmas time. Now we're talking. A lot of parentheses on these Christmas tracks I have to do. So yeah. This is Miss You Most at Christmas time. My really loves like holding up those notes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. But then I miss most okay. So.
1: It's always my kind of prerogative to find the song on an album. But I would say that this song is probably the horniest song on the album.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think that's
1: and, fair. And and it made me think. The song is Miss You Most at Christmas time. And I was thinking like Christmas time is such a weird time to be horny for someone. And I, I I know, don't don't at me with like it's not actually super horny. It's just talking about like missing a person. But she says in the song Every other season comes along, and I'm all right, but then I miss you most at Christmas time. Winter is a weird time to like miss someone most is it not maybe it maybe it maybe it does make sense that it's like I miss you at the holidays because the holidays are about family, and that that yeah. makes sense
2: yeah i that's that's how I read it, and it's like you know you have all those kind of family traditions and the stuff that you do, yeah. And it's like, you know, there's maybe those traditions feel a little empty without this person. Like one of the traditions is fucking all night long (laughs) and you just, you know, it's sad without that person.
1: I guess Christmas is a weird time to be horny, but it's not a weird time to miss someone. I think people like are lonely, definitely be lonelier in the winter time, which does make sense.
2: And I think the reason it is a strange time to be horny is whether you're, I would say religious Christmas and secular Christmas are incongruous with each other and horniness is incongruous with both of them Yes, because like it just doesn't fit in with, with Jesus certainly. Um, And it doesn't really fit in with the Santa thing either. Yeah, you're right. Especially because Christmas has a big focus. Secular Christmas is a big focus on kids and like giving gifts to them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh this to me felt like the mo- one of the most 90 track 90s tracks of the album like it felt very of its time in the 90s and it I was also getting like
2: Christina Aguilera reflection vibes in this song too right I was going to say that too I think it's undeniable to not f- see the influence that that Mariah Carey had on Christina Aguilera on, when you listen to a song particularly like it, this one
1: it, it, Yeah it it felt very very much like that that there that there was that was going can, on. Mm-hmm.
2: Can I ask you a question about your thoughts on this song? Sure, please. Did you, when you were listening to this, what happened to the other person? Because I think that there are two things that could have happened.
1: Well, I mean, I was I was mostly joking when I said that this was like a a, a horny uh, sure Christmas sure. song. Uh, I, to to me, this felt like this didn't feel like. Um, well, I, I I I I don't know. I, I, my read on it was not that this was a romantic song. It felt like it felt like maybe like like I I could see like if your father or mother passed away or it, yeah. you know something like to, that. That that's how it felt to
2: me. To me, it definitely felt like the person that she was singing to is is dead.
1: There were some lines in it that were like you know remembering when you were mine is like okay yeah. I, it, 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 I don't know. Some of the specific lines felt like it was about a romantic partner, but I think maybe like the overall sentiment of it felt like it could be applied to other things. But then, if it's a romantic partner, then it is horny, and I guess I just don't get why it's like Christmassy. I don't know. I, I guess I was conflicted with that. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, show too much of my ass here and look like a fucking moron, but. Because I I understand that this is not about her dad when she says everyone's embracing except for you and I, baby. Like, I know she's not trying right. to fuck her dad on Christmas, <laughs> but <laughs> I could see how someone could, like, lose a loved one uh, around Christmas time and this song could be, like, impactful for them in that same way.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, and pr- the lines that particularly made it feel like a song about loss, um, I mean, I guess, like, breaking up is a type of loss as sure. well, but a, a more... Um, I don't know, death type loss, Um, like every other season comes along and I'm all right. But then I miss you most, most at Christmas time. That to me was very much like, um, I don't know, like I get that there, there, like there would be certain, I I don't know, almost like triggers or something where it would be like, it it would kind of come washing back over you. Whereas if you knew that person was still out there somewhere, it's like, you would still feel that loss, but it's like, well, fuck you. Like we're not together for some reason, whether it's you or me. Like, yeah. I, I, eventually, you—that's the, the sort of thing that you could like, maybe, um, grieve and move on from. But I feel like death is harder to to move on from,
1: and especially with that type of loss, like the times where I think that if it's, if it's if it is if it is death, the times that it's hardest. Probably, especially in, in in my limited experience with death of loved ones, it's like the time of year that they passed, maybe the time of year that they were like born, or mm. Christmas time, like time when you would see right. them, you know, as a if that if it's a, like a family member, I guess. But yeah, so so that I I think that that read makes sense. And Johnny, I don't know if we've said what. What do you think about this song? To me, this song is okay, but it's like it's
2: fine, it's perfectly fine. I I Christmas. D- I don't want like bummer shit.
1: I don't either, right? I want I want like happy upbeat Christmas songs.
2: Yeah. So so it's a fine song, but it is weird to be like, yeah, it's Christmas. It's Christmas and I'm um sad about it. That mm-hmm. being said, there is a um uh shit. There's a really great like very sad Christmas song um it's from that it's from a movie and it's like the one of the biggest Christmas songs. Um, have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That's like if you ever read the lyrics to that, it's a bummer. Oh. But it's that's a really nice song that I like. And it's different for some reason. Oh, I guess maybe Have Yourself, have yourself a, a Merry have Little yourself. Christmas is like a a more existential bummer, whereas this is a more like um
1: situational bummer yeah
2: yeah i specific. think when, the, when it's like a big bummer that's fine with me but if it's like a smaller personal bummer that's too much of a bummer a smaller personal bummer um okay well, well why don't we do this why
1: don't we talk about um the next track this is uh, back to another christmas classic this is joy
2: to the world track six joy to the world in parentheses track six <laughs> This, to me, was the most 1994 song on the album. I I, I put that at least, at least I felt like she was putting her own spin on this one.
1: Yeah, for sure. It it felt different enough from other versions, right? I mean, the original, this original song that everyone has heard uh, came out in uh, 1719 was the original. So it's like... Too old. Yeah, too old.
2: Well, I I will say this version also did a cool thing where it like mixed in elements from like the Three Dog Night version of Joy to the World. Oh, really? Yeah, the um like Joy, uh let me find the exact lines. Um Joy to the world, all the boys and girls, joy to the people everywhere you see, joy to you and me. That's from the Three Dog Night version, not the original like Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. So and and I I mean as far as I know the the Three Dog Night version kind of doesn't have anything to do with the original one. It's just like, you've, you've, you know what yeah, 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 I'm yeah, talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, I, I do, yeah.
1: Well, I, I think that's interesting because that's kind of like, you know, modernizing and co-opting and like moving these Joy to the Worlds over to be more of like a modern thing and getting it farther and farther away from its like original roots. I I, I at least like the evolution of 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 culture like that.
2: Yeah, I thought I thought that was like really f- like fun and cool and weird. Um, So I did appreciate that. And and yeah, like you said, it, this has a, more of its own spin and not just like straight up church music.
1: I'd rather listen to this version of Joy of the World than Silent Night like all day because oh, yeah. because of how like at least like if you're going to do a cover and it's a cover of like one of these old ass classic Christmas songs, I want it to be different now that's mm-hmm. not always the case with covers. Like sometimes I'm like, hey, I just maybe want to hear a different person singing this song, and it can be pretty similar to the original, and that's okay. But man,
2: when it's like one of these Christmas classics, plus it up, please give me something. Yeah. This this did have big um, like what is love by Hadaway vibes uh-huh, uh-huh. to me. <laughs> I I, could yeah, not, I, f- I felt that not too. think about that. But it was fun. You know, this is this is a fun one.
1: Not a skip for me.
2: No, no. Yeah. This is this is this is one
1: of the ones uh, the, of the covers that is more uh, bearable. Um let's go to track 7. This is a song called Jesus Born on This Day.
2: So you know this one's going to be a banger.
1: I put the outro here. for whatever reason this like outro part makes me feel like it's like like an opening number to a musical or something yeah
2: or um uh it it also sounds like the the part which we, we will talk about this whether you want to or not um at the end, like in the middle of welcome to the black parade where it transitions like oh god yeah like you know, like right before the drums come in and it gets really like fast. That's what that reminded me of.
1: Yeah, I mean, th- this song, like, I don't know. It's called Jesus is born on this day. Like, he wasn't. Like, we, why? Why do we have to go through this whole rigmarole? Well,
2: and this this was an original one. So she she said, "I love all these three hundred year old church songs so much. I'm gonna write my own."
1: I mean, I don't blame her because, like, people like this stuff, right? This is—Christmas music is consumed, and, like, if you're trying to get, like, you know, a Christmas album out there that could become Christmas canon, like, maybe Jesus Born on This Day has its shot. It's about the same thing that the rest of them are about, so why not, right? Yeah, sure. But it, it's not for me. Uh, this one was kind of a snoozer to me. I did like the outro, which is why I played it, but otherwise,
2: this was a snoozer. Um, he, uh, There was one line that stuck out to me, and I— um... Like I said, I'm not a super religious guy. Um, I have read a lot of the Bible, but never made it to the New Testament. Which New Testament is very short compared to the Old Testament. I gotta say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but there's mm-hmm. a line in here: "He is King of all nations," and it is it. This is this was a line that, as as a not religious person, was so like. Strange and challenging to me, because to to no, you know, like it's it's just like everywhere there has their own like religion, you know, or or you know, there are large regions that sort of share, sure, yeah, and it's just so, it's just such a challenging concept for me. For someone to say, this this one is the right one, and all of the other ones are the wrong ones.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, Johnny, it sounds like maybe you don't agree with, you know, like, uh, missionaries who go and spread the word of Jesus Christ to, like, you know, remote areas of the world where they have... Oh, no, I do,
2: I do like that a lot. I think that's very good.
1: That's very good. And, and, yeah. and it's cool because they're <laughs> teaching them about uh, Jesus Christ, which is the right thing to do. Yeah, I mean it's 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 weird. I mean, we all know that the king of all nations is money, at the almighty dollar, bucko's Smackaroonies, cashish,
2: <laughs> cheddar, I mean, chow down on that chow hound. The American dollar in particular, the only uh dollar the only that one matters. worth its weight in spit.
1: Um but yes, uh <laughs> y- y- you are right. I-, I think that that's I mean I I don't need to harp on this again. I said I wouldn't. Uh so let's talk about instead uh track 8. This is Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs>
2: I like this this piano here. Ooh.
1: Yeah, this is fun.
0: Yeah.
2: So for this one... I, I was gonna, I was it's it. All this dialogue and shit with the kids is weird.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, so uh, let's talk about that because I wrote that this is my favorite cover on the album because at least Santa Claus is Coming to Town is an up, uh, upbeat song and it's just about... It's about nothing. It's silly. It's Santa Claus Coming to Town. You better be good or whatever yeah and it's fun now the thing about the kids talking in the background that definitely felt like a 90s thing to me and i'm like what is oh, this? yeah what does this feel like to me what it felt like was weezer's the sweater song whoa you know the you know that song right yeah and in, in the in the sweater song they're like oh cool yeah you come to the party what year do you think that that song came out johnny
2: was it nineteen ninety four? It was
1: nineteen ninety four. It was nineteen ninety four. And I'm like, was what was going on in ninety-four? Is that something that people was it done? Was it those are the only mm. two like examples that come to mind, but like is that it was like having like conversation talk in the background of like I don't know.
2: I feel like there are some tracks on the wall, the Pink Floyd album where there's conversations happening. But that's that's like a concept album and there's like a story happening. Whereas as far as I know, the the blue album, which mm-hmm. I think is what that Undone I believe so, yeah, I believe from. so. And this are not. I mean, this I guess is like legally a concept album, the concept being Christmas, yeah. But like, n- n- not really.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, it's like it's one of those things that I don't necessarily need in music. But when it's a thing about Santa Claus, like I don't. It's like what what am I? What is holy to me at this point? Like, go ahead and put kids talking in the background. I don't give a shit.
2: The weird thing about this to me, aside from the talking, was at the end, the song faded out, but then the kids were singing jingle bells. Yeah. And it was like, it was like a hat on a hat, a Santa hat on a Santa hat. yeah, but the thing about a, a regular
1: hat on a hat is it's too much hat. Santa hat on a Santa hat, I'm like, maybe that's not even enough Santa hat. Like, you know, <laughs> blanket the world in Santa shit. Like, yeah, that's fair. Because I don't care. Like, shoot, shoot a big Christmas cannon all over the place. It doesn't matter to me. Like, it's all yeah. the same. So, yeah, I don't. It, it's one of those things that's like, they could start singing jingle bells in the middle of any one of these songs, and I'd be like, well, we're here, you know?
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Rome. We And we only got a month to do it. So you gotta cram it all in. <laughs> Squeeze it all in. This, this one was fun it was so strange for it to be directly between two deeply religious songs
1: but in the same way that this whole album is strange like that right
2: yeah that's true this this one just felt the most um glaring to me because the other two are like so religious and this one is straight up now you kids better be good or you're not going to get any little prezzies you know it's i don't know
1: yeah the 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 dichotomy between those things is it's incongruent it it doesn't really strike me and speaking of not really striking me let's go to this song now this is uh, (laughs) way back from 1739 was when this was originally um, came out this is hark the herald angel sings gloria and excelsis deo Now, I will say, Johnny, well, obviously this song is not for me. Back in my Catholic church days, uh, because I grew up in Catholic school, singing that Gloria part was one of the most fun things to do in church. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like, Yeah, I loved that. I got to say this. When I was in fourth grade, um, no, Fifth grade, um me and some of the other boys uh in grade school uh we were we were told that we were not allowed to sing in church anymore because we were singing too enthusiastically.
2: that's incredible mhm yeah that's you know um that's the fun thing about Catholic Church is you're not allowed to have any fun,
1: yeah. We, we we were having so much fun singing songs like that that they told us that we had to stop because it was church and it wasn't supposed to be fun. And I was like, dude, <laughs> whatever you're doing to teach us is not working because I'm taking the opposite lesson from all of
2: this. Uh, I, I, I'll say about this song, the one thing that's kind of neat is it's another one where she mixed two songs, you know? Yeah. Uh, not two particularly great songs. I mean, I, if I had to pick one, I think I'd pick Gloria and Excelsius, um, Dio, Dio.
1: Yeah. I mean, if anything, what she should have done instead of mixing Hark the Herald Angel Sing with Gloria, she should have done All I Went for Christmas is You and The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. That should be the mix. Yeah.
2: I mean, now we're going to, are we talking about that now? Uh,
1: I, you know, I, I, we could talk about it. I, if you haven't heard the mashup between all about All I Want for Christmas and, uh, the uh, Black Parade Welcome by My Chemical Parade. Romance. Go find it. It's on YouTube. It's somewhere. on YouTube.
2: Yeah, I, we don't. have There's nothing really to say. It's just a great mashup. It I actually think it's is a fantastic. It actually mashup.
1: is fun. It's a very fun mashup. Uh, and whoever whoever that person is that did that mashup did an excellent job with it. It's it, mashing up songs is a hard thing to do, and when someone does it like technically very well, it it sounds great. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's Johnny. Let's fucking let's put the nail in this coffin. With I wish yeah. that there was a fun one. I wish he ended it with give me a fun one. Don't give me these two
2: last ones, dude. Straight up, like start. I mean, it starts how it, or it ends, how it starts, which is
1: yeah, bad. So I, the my line reading of this song is it's track, chan, track ten. Jesus, oh what a wonderful child. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the end so we can hear, like, this fun gospel outro. Yeah. Because at least this is, like, her having a good time with it. Yeah,
2: I agree. This is how the album should have opened. This, yeah, the first and last tracks should have been swapped. Sure.
1: I, I, I can see that. Johnny, I, I, I said when we were starting that I I wanted to try to take like an approach to this where I was coming at it with a place of joy. Normally, when I listen to an album for the show, I listen to it a bunch of times over the course of you know the week or whatever yeah. um, that it's the subject matter. It really, just to get a, like a, a, a really in depth feel for it. This album I had on a lot, but man, I couldn't get more than two straight listens to it because I just ju- it's too much Christmas music for me. And this song and- at the very end too, with that long outro, I'm like, dude, I don't need to hear about what a wonderful little boy Jesus is. Like, come on. But I will say, she was really feeling it. The end is fun. Yeah. It's gospelly. She's having a good time. Like it, it sh- she does a good job with it. I just maybe it's just the subject material for this was not my cup of tea.
2: Yeah, yeah, same. It's just, um, I, I. I it was, it was extremely hard for me to get into this album, um, even a little bit. And I, I am someone who enjoys Christmas. Like I said earlier, I listen to Christmas music around this time of year.
1: The The other thing that I'll say about this album that I wanted to mention at least once is that the person who uh, produced this album, and I think co-wrote like most of the original songs on this album, is named Walter—I'm going to butcher this last name, um, but it's a fake one anyway—Walter Afanasiev. Um, whose birth name was uh, Vladimir Nikitich Afanasyev, um, because they were like Russian by way of Brazil, I think, like a Brazilian-American, I'm sorry, Brazilian-American of Russian descent. Uh, Hmm. Also known as Baby Love was their nickname. Um, They produced their big things where they worked with Mariah Carey for like eight years producing Mariah Carey songs, and they produced My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. But I read their Wikipedia page, and it's just like, what an interesting... What an interesting like man and life uh, for for Baby Love, um, and their like their journey through eight years of producing for Mariah Carey. So yeah, weird. Th- what if what if it was like from ninety two to ninety eight or something like that? Was, was that's their a long time? Yeah, yeah. Um, ninety to ninety eight was their partnership with Mariah Carey. This was Mariah Carey's fourth studio album too, which is like that's kind of weird for like. That her fourth yeah, I, album to be a Christmas album?
2: I thought the same thing. It was like, okay. you. I, apparently, she is, uh, as a person, very into Christmas.
1: I Yeah, I think so, too. Mariah um, read her autobiography as well, which I believe she mentions that.
2: Mariah Carey? Yeah,
1: Mariah Carey read her own autobiography, and I'm now telling you about it on the podcast. All right, Johnny. Well, this is, I mean, this is Bill Buds. We are a review show. Um, holidays be damned. We We have a job to do. So I have to ask, Bill Bud's top 100, I know the answer already, Bill Bud's top 100, where do you rank Mariah Carey, MC, Merry Christmas, MC? Number one. <laughs> yeah, me too. Number one.
2: All right, good night. Yep.
0: <laughs> uh, no, this is,
2: this is not coming anywhere near my top 100. Sorry. Just yeah, can't, I, it's just not happening.
1: I mean it would be insane if after everything that we've said uh, this was on either one of our lists. So again, it's not it's not on mine. is I mean, if I was doing a top 100 Christmas albums, this might be on there, right? Um but I, I really uh, hope to never really have probably cuz there are
2: only like 80 Christmas albums.
1: I you know, I maybe here's the thing that I will say. I didn't really enjoy this album. I enjoyed a couple of tracks and I think that if you want to listen to some Mariah Carey Christmas songs, just, you know, get go listen to Christmas Baby, Please Come Home and All I Want for Christmas is You. Those are the two best ones on this album and just put those on your Christmas playlist. But I don't yeah. recommend that you listen to this album. But one thing that I'm interested in is I would love to find the Christmas album that I enjoy. And I think what it's going to be is it's going to lean towards original music and it's got to be like an artist that I probably already also enjoy.
2: Well let me let me say i uh, f- for the patreon we are listening to the cryptkeeper christmas album and i think that's going to win you over
1: i can't tell you how much I'm not looking forward to going onto YouTube <laughs> and listening to the Crypt, <laughs> C- Crypt Keeper Christmas album. But uh, that's a great segue too. If you want to uh, support the show and get access to our biweekly bonus episodes, patreon.com slash billbudspod, where um, we will be later in the month uh, reviewing the Crypt, Cre- the Crypt Keeper Christmas album. Um, what else? We also uh, just re- reviewed uh, Alkaline Trios um, from Here to Infirmary uh, for my birthday. So that that, that came yeah. out last week.
2: Um. As far as like actual Christmas albums that you might like, have you listened to the Bare Naked Ladies Christmas album? I have,
1: yes. And and again, I, I'll reserve any opinions on future things that might be the subject of uh, future Christmas episodes sure, on sure. this show. But there are probably Christmas albums out there that I am more inclined to than than this. Maybe maybe one could make it on the top one hundred. I'm not ruling that out. I uh, uh, maybe it's have yourself
2: a scary little Christmas. Who <laughs> knows
1: who knows not eligible it's a patreon not eligible it's, it's for the patrons it's a completely different review system um well this was a great this was a a happy holiday i wish uh, mariah carey all the best with her 60 million dollars from this uh, album johnny anything to plug for you um
2: no just you know yeah uh, just try and have a nice holiday season well, That's I it. will say
1: that for me, all I want for Christmas is you, the listener, to go on iTunes and review the show. Maybe give it five stars. Uh, if you feel so inclined, you can subscribe on the Patreon. Uh, it only costs a buck or whatever you want to pay uh, to get access to some other episodes in the Discord and a fun community. We do listening parties over there. We get a few more patrons, and we might do a movie review party as well. And with that, I tip my hat to you. and I Your wish Santa you... hat. I... Fuck. I tip my Santa hat to you, and I wish you a very fond... Merry Christmas
0: Tonight we're hanging with the boys, yeah, we're going out. We're getting stupid, feeling foul. we going to make a lot of noise, turn the music loud. Hands up for them real ones, them good girls and them bill butts. Real, real ones,
1: I have a prediction we've done some long episodes recently. My prediction is that this one's not gonna be a terribly long episode. I thought I thought the same thing.